Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast today. Today, we have a young mover and shaker, Zuri Foreman. Zuri is going to talk about her dual career of running a performing arts school and pursuing a Broadway stage career. It's going to be an exciting episode. If you would like to receive my weekly newsletter and learn about Club Showgirl, a membership where you can study dance, get some private coaching, you can go to my website and sign up for the email list there, or I will include the link in the show notes. Have you ever wanted to dance? Have you ever wanted to take ballet or tap? I offer some online classes that are stress-free, fun, and challenging. For more information about those classes, just follow the link in my show notes to receive all the updates and everything that we are doing in Club Showgirl, our membership, where we work on our craft and we have some community and enjoyment and fun social time. I'm getting ready for the holidays right now, and I'm using these incredible silicone patches by Wrinkle Schminkles. It's a silly name, but it's not a silly product. They have made my forehead so smooth and under my eyes, just taken those little lines that we all have and just smoothed them out. Use my code MICHELLE20 for 20% off www wrinklesschminkles.com. So will you please tell the audience who you are and just a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Zuri Foreman. I am the owner and CEO of the Foreman Arts School, LLC. I was born and raised in the DC area. I made my way to New York City when I was about 18. And I first attended St. John's University and studied public relations. Um, but then after that, I realized that I was meant to be on stage. I was always a dancer since I was three. And so then I attended AMDA after graduating at the age of 23. And then after that, I went on for auditioning and performing. And then, you know, I always wanted to have my own school. And once the pandemic came, I was like, well, why not? This is a time when I might as well get things started. So then I started my school and we're in month nine now. So yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Did you start online? I believe you had some online classes going on. I did actually. Yes. I started online probably, mm, it was in the middle of like right after the pandemic, maybe like June or July of 2020, I was kind of doing some own things for myself. And I ended up having 19 students online. Yeah, <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. And we ended up doing a whole Zoom recital with like costumes and we had like 75 people in the audience, which was crazy. <laughs> and then I was just like, you know, once things started opening back up, I was like, well, why not do this thing in person? Just go for it. And that's what we're doing now. It's fantastic. Will you tell the audience what your mission is? Because I think this is really important and I love your mission. Yeah. So my mission is to colorize the arts by providing professional arts training and mentorship to underserved communities. So, you know, I love that. I, yeah, thank you. I always tell people that, you know, I want to serve the underserved. I want to make sure that the opportunity to have arts training, dance, singing, acting, 
music, all of that is accessible to everyone. Very, mm -hmm. very important. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times I would be in shows and I'd be one of few or sometimes the only one that looks like me. And I'm and I did some research. And I'm just like, why is that? Like, what what is the the issue here? And you know, I've kind of found that unfortunately, just a lot of people of color just don't have the resources to have these classes. So I'm trying to change that. And even if your students don't necessarily, some of them don't end up as performers for a career. It teaches people many life skills. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm teaching confidence is a big one. Like we do affirmations every class with my students, you know, confidence, discipline, just knowing they have to show up on time. If they don't have on their uniform, they have to sit and write notes and write out every lesson that I'm doing in class. You know, I'm teaching them these things, discipline, self-confidence, teamwork. They're always there supporting each other. We have a sisterhood and a brotherhood growing in with our students. So, I mean, it, it's it's quite lovely. I love it. It seems to the pictures that you post, it seems like everyone loves to be there and loves each other. And of course, you are you the only teacher at the moment? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I have some assistants that are kind of helping me. And then I just hired one teacher who teaches one other class, but I'm teaching 13 out of the 14 classes <laughs> that we have. Okay, here's my question. How are you balancing running a school with your own aspirations of performing on Broadway? So I'm a very strong woman of my faith. And when I stepped out on faith and decided to do this, God told me commit fully to one year of doing the Foreman Arts School. And then you can hire some people and go back a little bit to more to auditioning. So my year is coming up and I'm sticking to that. And I have some good friends who are making sure I stick to that. <laughs> um, and actually I only subletted my New York City apartment. So I'll be getting it back um, in August. And I'll plan to kind of, you know, I'm actually hire, uh, interviewing some teachers at the end of this week and next week. So I'm gonna have some people lined up. And then I'll start auditioning a little more so I won't be teaching all of our classes <laughs> for next school year. What if you spent half the week? Where is your school now? What city? Um, we're right outside of D.C., like 15 minutes from D.C. OK, so what if you went back and forth, like did the beginning of the week or the end of the week? Yeah, that's kind of my plan. Uh, I did a show in New York in like December and i was kind of back and forth during that but luckily kind of worked out and i think that's what i'm probably going to be doing for the next probably couple of years until the business kind of can run itself um but mm -hmm. i want to make sure i'm still very involved and that i'm still training my staff and my teachers because you know i i want to make sure that we have good teachers that care and that are providing quality arts education to these kids so i know i'm still gonna have to have my hand in it but at least i won't have to teach every class <laughs> right you had another branch closer to new york city is that any possibility yeah i i would love that um actually my plan was to start it in new york city but god's plan was no go to your hometown so I was very, um, very obedient. 
But I would love to start it actually in every inner city. I'd love for there to be a form and arts school. You know, I feel like in most major cities, there's the same issue. People yeah. who can't, you know, take classes in the arts and they might get behind or maybe they don't get the chance until they're in college and then, you know, they've missed all that time. So I feel like, honestly, this is a really a worldwide problem that I'd love to solve with my school. Now, I teach at a school in a small town in Maine and the town is not a fancy coastal town. It's a little bit inland. And I have noticed there's a couple of families where attendance is an issue. So there's one student I said, oh, I haven't seen you for a while. How are you doing? And the student said, oh, my mom forgot to bring me. And I was like, now I'm not an administrator. So I just made it known. I take my attendance and I just let the administrators know that so-and-so has been out a couple weeks. But do you have any issues with that, like consistency with some of the students? And, you know, there's just many issues. And I never get upset with the children because they're being brought. It's not on, you know, it's out of their control. So do you ever have any of that going on where it's like attendance or... Um, let's see. I have, there's probably one student I can think of, but her mom unfortunately has cancer. So that's, I'm assuming that's why she's health issue. Yeah. 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 Um, but other than that, no, luckily we haven't had too many of those issues. And what about how do you enforce the discipline? Because dance class is people who don't take class don't seem to get it that like there is there is an etiquette which I personally love I love the respect that you give your teacher and it's like a big circle that goes around and around but was that a challenge for people at the beginning because I'm sure you run it like the way it's supposed to be run yes that was definitely a challenge from the beginning um I had to really do like a whole I did an orientation, but then for people who kind of signed in later on, I had to really reiterate because sometimes parents like to walk in during the middle of class and, hey, Susie, here's your water. or Hey, you forgot this. But no, we, we can't do that. If we've already started class, there's nobody coming in or leaving unless they ask me. So uh, I had to really kind of nail that in the head. And then also you know, we have certain uniforms that we you just have to wear. Leotard tights, ballet shoes for ballet, leotard tights, jazz shoes for jazz, the appropriate shoe for each class. But if you come in, you're like, oh, I forgot certain such shoes. Can she just have a one-time excuse? I try not to do that because then it becomes, oh, well, I forgot it a second time and a third time and a fourth time. And then we're not ready for our performance and not everybody doesn't have their shoes and doesn't look the same. So I will say, with a new studio, because I have a lot of new dancers, the etiquette, you have to like really, really be firm with what it is. Be firm, but kind. And let everyone know how it's supposed to be done. I think that there's always going to be people that are going to try to think that they are the exception. And if you just keep laying down the law, then eventually everybody kind of gets it. Like Miss Foreman does not play. This <laughs> foreman is not, you cannot take advantage. And I don't know if you remember, I'm kind, I'm like a very, I'm a little too nice sometimes. Um, so me like stepping out into my own and realizing I, I've got to be a little more firm 
to make sure that my studio is run the way that I would like it to be. You know, I don't want people coming in t-shirt and shorts for ballet. No, you need to have on your leotard and tights. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just so proud of you. I just have watched you through the years and people got frozen in the pandemic. They just were depressed and understandably so, but then there were some people that really took action and you were one of those people. So hats off, hats off to you. Thank you so much. It's definitely, it hasn't been easy, but it's definitely worth it. And do you have your own space that you rent or is there a, like, like where do you work out of? Yeah. So I have a space that I'm renting out of a church. I've actually taught, they've had this dance studio for years, but it was really like collecting dust every year. And it's a beautiful space. It's huge. Like for New York city, like you're like, wow, this is gigantic (laughs) coming from New York. And my aunt actually has a daycare inside of the same building. So every summer after I did like a summer stop gig, I usually had some time off and I would go down and teach classes there. And then it occurred to me, I was like, why don't I just see, talk to the owner, see if I can rent it and start my own thing. And then that's how we began. And I think that that's a great space. You don't have to take off, take a lease in a building where a storefront, which is so expensive. And I know that insurance alone is so crazy expensive. So good for you for having a space. Thank you so much. How many students do you currently have? We have 61 students now. Fabulous. I was going to say, I can't wait till we have like 500, but (laughs) good start. In time. In time, what's your favorite class to teach? Well, actually ballet. And the reason why I sighed before I did that is because, or not really sighed, but made that sound was because I actually did not like ballet growing up at all. Uh, I was always like a tap person, but after attending school at AMDA, I really found a love for ballet that is just like, Oh my gosh, just so beautiful. And I'm really trying to foster that in my students. So ballet is my new happy place and I love teaching it. I'm going to talk to Michelle Hart Havilland later because we have a Zoom meeting with the department. And I know for a fact that you were one of her all-time favorite students. I just have to tell you that, that she really loved teaching you. And yeah, did was she a helpful teacher for you? Oh my goodness. She's one of the reasons why I love ballet. She was, she was so patient with me and, you know, she just explained things really great. So yeah, I loved dancing with her. Well, when we were performing, we met because we were both in Atlantic City doing two separate shows. And if you could have seen her dance, she was electric. Her leaps were so high. And she's the reason why I work at AMDA. She got me the job. She got me the interview with the late Harry Wolliver. May he rest in heavenly peace. You know, I've I've known her since 92 and to just be able to continue to see her on a daily basis is a great joy for me to have that like 30 plus years of friendship and colleagues and the love of dance. It's so cool. So I was always wondering if you would join the faculty. Have you ever thought about that popping in and teaching? Yeah. Actually, I have thought about it. Um, Casey Colgan reached out to me and about subbing his classes like 
some time ago. And then I think I reached out to the AMDA, somebody in the head of the department and hadn't heard. So I kind of just moved on, but that was like maybe two or three years ago. So it's been some time. I'll, I'll mention that I spoke with you to Michelle tonight and we're always looking because the school's always changing and growing. And, you know, that might be a good way for you to come up to the city in between auditions. But you know what's good about auditioning lately is that everything has been on tape. Yes, I know. So I could kind of be anywhere at that point. I do miss being in the room, especially for a dance call. But for the last two years, being able to just be home and send in tapes has been kind of a blessing because you don't have to get on the train. You don't have to waste a whole day of waiting around. You know, I think that after the pandemic, we're going to see a big shift of you don't have to be in a specific city anymore. You could really live your life anywhere and just book your gigs. So are you still, you have Broadway dreams? I do. I've seen myself on Broadway since I was four years old and I didn't even know what Broadway was at that point. I've always seen myself on Broadway and I actually see myself in a lead role on Broadway. So I'm singing, I'm dancing, I'm acting. And I've seen myself in like, I've seen visions of me in like this kind of once on this island kind of vibe show. And then I've seen it also with another show where I'm wearing this long, elegant gown. And I feel like I'm singing in that. But anyway, I've seen myself on Broadway since I was four years old. So that's something I definitely don't want to lose sight of, you know, having my business and I want my students to see that. I want them to be in the audience when, when I make my Broadway debut. And I want them to be inspired and know that they really can do it all if they work hard. Yeah. Do you have any representation at the moment? I don't. That's something okay. I work on. Could you tell the audience what your website is? And I will include it in the show notes. That way... There's a lot of casting people who listen to this podcast and you could type in the website and get to know you. So what is your website? Yes, my website is zuriforman.com. So that's Z-U-R-I-F-O-R-E-M-A-N.com. Fantastic. And that will take people to your site. They'll see your headshot, your resume, and all that good stuff. Where do you see yourself April of 2023? Okay. I see myself on Broadway. Okay. I see. All right. Name it and claim it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I see my business still flourishing and working for itself while I'm doing the behind the scenes work, but I'm on stage every night. I love it. So your apartment sublet in New York, where are you staying at the moment? Are you home with family? I am living with my best friend right now. So okay, yeah, five minute commute from the studio. It's very nice. Oh, that's good. How do people find out about how to register for your classes? Yeah, so we have a very active Instagram account. So if they follow us at at the foreman, it's still F-O-R-E-M-A-N, arts with an S-A-R-T-S school, 
we have all of our information on there and they can either send us a DM on there or they can shoot us an email to theformanartschool at gmail.com and I'll, you know, get everybody registered and everything. Wonderful. Do you have a show this year? You doing a recital? We are June 18th. We're doing our first recital. The theme is dancing through the decades. So I'm very excited. I bet you all those children are just so full of love for you. It's such a beautiful thing to have a wonderful mentor and teacher like you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. That that means so much coming from you, really. Thank you. Well, I hope everyone listens to this and signs up for your classes. And I hope all of casting and the agents that are out there just check you out and sign you up because you are ready to work. I absolutely am. (laughs) Thank you so much for this opportunity. Anytime. Next week, we deck the halls and we celebrate the holidays. And we also celebrate the podcast is turning two. The Showgirl Tip of the Day podcast made its debut on December 21st, 2020. Here we are in season three, and we couldn't be happier. Thanks to you, the audience. Next week, we have a surprise guest, so stay tuned. This episode was brought to you by Club Showgirl, a monthly membership program with me, Michelle Bruckner. For more information, go to my website, www.michellebruckner.com. Get on the mailing list, and you'll get all the information. This episode is also brought to you by Showgirl's Closet, my online vintage boutique. I have a booth at The Vault in Winthrop, Maine, but I also sell incredible vintage clothing online. Go to Instagram and look at that page at Showgirl's Closet. The Showgirl Tip of the Day podcast has original music composed by Joshua Holloway. Find him on YouTube, Joshua Holloway Music. This podcast is written by Michelle Bruckner and edited by Michelle Bruckner and Joshua Holloway. Find me on Instagram, Showgirl Tip of Day. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week with a new episode. Show, show.